every day, Mass is celebrated at St. Dominic's Chapel at the Chancery Offices of the Archdiocese of Atlanta. The following is a recording of today's readings and homily from a previous year. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Set out for the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk announcing, 40 days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh, by decree of the king and his nobles, neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water, Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows, God may relent and forgive and withhold his blazing wrath so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The word of the Lord. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin, cleanse me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. For you are not pleased with sacrifices, should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. Praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. 
It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because of the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Let's be seated for just a moment. <clears throat> the church does well um, as we continue uh, to go into our Lenten journey to kind of remind us again of, of the call that we have constantly, but specifically to be more intentional during this season uh, about our own conversion, this deepening sense of our contrition for our own sins, our own weaknesses, and to seek with more uh, desire and with more uh, 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 intentionality uh, the, the grace of God to help us overcome in these ways. Um, and so there's this question, like, what is it that actually keeps us from surrendering to the conversion that is necessary in the spiritual life? Um, I think we put a lot of, a lot of conditions on our surrender. Um, and, and if we're honest, I mean, again, Lent being this time where we're like, we're, we're led into the desert of honesty, I would say, where like the harshness of the desert strips away everything and what's left is this raw uh, truth, like true self before the Lord, right? That's the intention. So uh, in that same light, like we have to be honest, like the, what kind of conditions are we putting on the Lord before we are willing to surrender? before we are willing to truly give in to uh, and walk away from our sinful, sinful ways, right? Um, and so this, the sense that Christ is asked constantly to prove himself before people are willing to believe in him, right? Um, that's kind of the same sense that we're getting from today's gospel passage. This generation seeks a sign. Well, what that means is we need something. We need God to give us something. We are demanding that he gives us something before we believe before we truly surrender to him, right? And the problem with the way that, that, play, the way that plays out in, in our spiritual life is that it, it completely um, gets, it, it puts the, the incorrect posture uh, 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 on our part before God. Um, we will never truly be converted if we are demanding that God gives us a sign. And that's what Jesus is getting at in his kind of rebuttal. In his sense, the way where he says, he's like, this generation seeks a sign, but none will be given it. The reality is that if God, even if God were to give us miracles to constantly believe, we still would not. And, and that's proven time and again. That's the history, right? Um, and, and even the resurrection hasn't been enough for some people. It's not enough for us whenever we fall into sin. That's actually what we're saying. Again, in, in a small way, but still that same spirit. Lord, like you have not given me enough reason for me to surrender this part of my life and truly follow you and truly do what you ask of me, right? And so uh, the, the response from the Lord is gonna continue to be the same whenever we do demand these kinds of things from him, even if we demand it in our ignorance or in our weakness, right? It's gonna be the same. I've already given you what you need. The prophets, Jonah, his very word, the history of his un, unrelenting love for us, that's what needs to be enough. And it's almost as if the Lord's saying, like, what else do you want? 
Like if, if you're not going to believe after everything that I have already, that you have already seen and that, that, that God, my, my heavenly father has already done, then I don't know what else I can do for you because a big wonder is not going to change things. So at a certain point, we have to come to terms with that reality that, that, that sometimes is our posture before the living God, that we are demanding that he, uh, he make his love for us worthwhile uh, so that we might believe, right? And so again, in that kind of blunt honesty of the season of Lent, we have to confront that and realize what kind of demands am I putting on God, right? Um, um, the, the sense that we want to be um, convinced by the, just by some great glorious act in order for us to truly believe. It manifests itself in many ways, sometimes in the way that we desire to experience God in our prayer, in our worship. Do we look for a big spectacle to move us so that we may believe, right? Saint, uh, not Saint, well, maybe Saint one day, who knows? G.K. Chesterton, the author, right, the Catholic author, uh, he called this spiritual boredom. He said, like, we're caught up in spiritual boredom sometimes. And it happens, spiritual boredom happens, he says, when we lose the wonder of seeing the simplicity of God. That God, the creator of the universe, would desire to become something as simple as ordinary bread to be close to us. As if that is not a sign on its own of how much he desires us, right? So like heeding those words of G.K. Chesterton, like what is it in our spiritual life, whether it's in a moral sense or a spiritual religious sense, like what is it that, that has tripped us up and we are making demands of the Lord now that, are, un, that are, are unnecessary because he's already given us what we need. We just have to open our eyes to truly see it and to be caught up in the wonder of it yet again. The preceding podcast is a production of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Atlanta. Copyright 2024.